Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. So, welcome to the Smackdown Review. First things first, did you notice the Thunderdome? They've changed it a bit. It was very Undertaker-esque. Well, what... I was waiting for a dome. (laughs) (laughs) what what i I was on about was um they've made like the little windows the people's faces are in smaller so they can have more people on there ah no so it looks looks more like an actual crowd as opposed to it looks more like a full crowd than a weird zoom call um my tv is too small to notice that (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i was watching it on my ipad last night like have they changed that it was only when ah. they zoomed in close that I really noticed it. And I, I was like, oh, you thought with them, Lyles. Interesting. Anyway, so we start the show off with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Um, another fire promo from Paul Heyman here. So I've, I've just made the notes. Fire well, promo, one. apart from he went reigning, defending. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah. I like that. that was too... <laughs> It, if it, it was, was just, on the nose, it was cheesy. It, if it was, it an was just shit enough that I liked it. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so, he, so Heyman goes, Heyman goes, uh, Jey Jay Uso dethroned a king, braved the brogue, and solved the riddle. Aye. I was like, that was quite the, cool. The, 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 missus pointed out, the missus pointed out the riddle when you just said, and I just shook my head. I didn't even listen. <laughs> I reckon what I was doing. <laughs> I just did not listen to it at all. I was like, oh, did they? Okay, cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That that's pretty much what they did. Um, Uso comes out. Roman like starts bigging up family and says, "Oh yeah, you we're we're closer than um. Oh sorry, no. Heyman says they're closer than they're closer than cousins. They they may as well be brothers. Um, Roman bigs up the whole family thing ties and he basically says. Like Usos earned this and he bigs it up. He's like, Yeah, you earn this, you earn this. Um they then proceeded to talk about Jacob Fatu and how amazing he is. That's because I would. <laughs> I, I would too. He's, he's my favorite, um my favorite Fatu. Um and yeah, then Roman says, But a clash of champions. Oh no, he says it's now is Jay Uso's moment to celebrate a clash of champions. It's gonna be Romans. He's gonna whoop his ass like they did when they were kids. Um, this was this was a fucking awesome promo by Roman as well. Um, then King Corbin comes out and ruins it for everyone. Um, I point out before before we ruin it with Baron Corbin, uh, Michael Cole referred to it as the big dog versus the underdog. Oh, just to uh, he did. just to make everyone's life a little bit worse. I, I, I imagine oh. someone, I imagine <laughs> someone was screaming that in his ear. Yeah, I'm like Vince was just screaming, underdog, underdog. Yeah, underdog. Yeah, yeah. You've got to mention the underdog. So, yeah, um, and, and now um, to, to, to bring the mood down even further. Yeah, Baron Corbin comes out um, looking dapper as fuck, to be fair. He was all suited and booted. Like he, wear, he wears black. a good three piece suit, to be fair. He wears a really he nice waistcoat. Um, and he says it's a fix and nepotism, and how Roman um, got his cousin into the match so he could wrestle his family. 
Um, Seamus comes out dressed like Brad Pitt from Snatch again, um, and he agrees with Corbin. And Uso challenges them to a tag match. Um, player, holla, holla, holla. Assuming Matt Riddle at this point. Just <laughs> <high> <laughs> Matt Riddle probably just lighting up a Matt, bong in the back somewhere. Matt, um, hey, Matt Riddle no show this week. He could be up to anything. Intriguing. Yeah, so challenges them to a tag match and then the heels kind of like charge them. Roman just stands there. Uso takes them both out the ring. Um, and then we go to a break. Uh, after the break, we've got Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. Um, Jeff comes out, he's got USA face paint because obviously it was the anniversary. Paint 11, yep. Um, that was a nice touch. His face paint looked awesome as well. Um, and as before um, the ring announcer can finish announcing like it's an Intercontinental title match, Sami Zayn interrupts and so says, this isn't for the Intercontinental title because I didn't lose the Intercontinental title. Brings up how he won it in March and how we defended it at Mania. And then he says, I took personal uh, a few months of personal leave because he didn't want to get COVID. Um, Postman Pierce comes out and basically... basically <laughs> he, he, goes to, he goes to usher um, Sammy out. And Sammy's like, this is a travesty! And just kicking off. Um, so, Ben being the guest, Postman Pierce is his name. Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Adam Pierce. Yeah, it's not Adam, it's Postman. <laughs> Scrap Iron Adam Pierce show up in the Firefly Funhouse dressed as a postman and break all them postman Pierce. A man who once lost a TNA gut check, Max DJ Bradley. Yes. <laughs> Poor sod. Um, so, yeah, this match um, basically AJ attacks Jeff, Jeff before the bell when Jeff's like paying attention to what Sammy being escorted out. Uh, and then Jeff hits Twist of Fate and misses the Swanton. Then we go to the break. Hey, copyright. Twist of Fury, it should be. Copyright. No. Aye. <laughs> Willow's way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, took a minute, that, didn't it? <laughs> I took a minute, aye. <laughs> Come back from the break. They're fighting outside. Jeff jumps off the steel steps onto AJ. Uh, hits a whisper in the wind and t- for a two count. AJ reverses the twist of fury, Willow's way, twist of fate, whatever, into a Yushi Garoshi. Hardy reverses the Styles Clash. Can, can, into we have, can, we have, can we have twist of hate as well from when he was a heel in TNA? Yeah, Whoa. twist of hate. Oh, that, I, that, I, that's I, a plug I, and a half, that. I kind, I kind of hope he brings that uh, awful belt he had in TNA back. No, don't bring it back. No. That's the real new IC title. No, no. Yeah. no. Everyone Amazing. listens to this podcast. Don't say that. <laughs> Vince is like, yeah, such good shit. Um, uh, yeah, so Jeff reverses the stars, clashing to that leg drop he does between the legs, which for some reason isn't a low blow, even though it definitely is. Because <laughs> his thighs are li- literally hitting them in the plums. Um, AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm. Sammy pulls him off the apron, throws AJ into the steps, hits a halluva kick on Jeff. And then he takes the Intercontinental title and says, there can be only one, like Highlander. Uh, um, I'm fully expecting a triple threat match at Clash of Champions. Yeah, I think so. so. Um, my issue is, it better be all title matches, because they've got enough titles to do it, and it's called Gold Rush. It, it, I think it is. Um, the show is literally called Gold Rush. I want it to be all title matches, and I want a, a the triple threat for the gold. match. 
as um as Jeff's walking out, he kind of like falls over, like he's staggering out, and then he falls over, and then medics come and take him out. Um, come back from the break, they've got Jeff in. Um, they've got like the interviewers stood outside the medics room, and they, they say Jeff's just dehydrated. AJ says he wants he doesn't care if he wrestles Sammy or Jeff, he can beat them both, and he'll beat he'll beat them in any match. So yeah, going more down that triple threat uh, road. Um. Straight from this, we go to Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Can, in can, the, I, just, and can I just interject for a oh. second? You've missed out a, a, an, import, an important promo. And I'm going to read this word for word. Um, it is backstage, Reigns sat on a couch looking annoyed as Jay is sat on the back of the couch rattling off his ideas for strategy. Oh, okay. My stream died <laughs> when that, that was happening. <laughs> My bad. I just, I just, I just like the image of, of an annoyed Roman Reigns as like his, what? you know, as his nerd cousin is like telling him how to win the match. I've got a lot to spew off about Roman Reigns at the end of this. <laughs> oh, <Christ. laughs> um, at least we can edit it out if it's at the end of it. Um. <laughs> I think this is this is what people listen to us for. Is me just having a moment, okay? <laughs> you, uh, you get an old giddy over Dolph Ziggler. Um, oh, God. <laughs> We also need so, to talk about. Um, apparently, they're discussing the brand to brand invitational. Are we talking oh about that? yeah, we don't yeah, need to discuss that's that. That's what I'm going to. So, <laughs> the brand to brand invitational. For those who don't know, I still don't understand it. Is that four times a year, um, certain talent can like appear on the other show. Um, so backstage, we've got Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in their like sort of like private lounge room. They've got a table with a Champagne and bowls of popcorn on, um, all very classy. Um, a little bit of the bubbly, a little bit of the bubbly, uh, and then the street profits come in. Um, Montez Ford looks like a pimp; it's fucking awesome. Um, and basically, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just here to support you. We'll keep you. We'll keep your room um, like safe for you, or some bollocks like that." And then Dawkins goes to eat some of the popcorn, and Nakamura comes in and goes mental on him and goes, no touching! <laughs> and then just fucks off and then Dawkins eats the popcorn anyway. Um, then this is a this is a thing that they've done on SmackDown the last two weeks and it really bothers me. I, I spoke about it on last week's where they do, they do a bit um, where they'll like have a team enter for a match or someone enter for a match and then they'll do a load of backstage stuff and kind of forget about it and then the other team will enter. Um, so they, before that, they have the Lucha House Party on a promo Kalisto's healing it up he calls himself the leader of the Lucha House Party and Metalik and Lince can just look at him like what and then we go to the break um, oh sorry no then Lucha House Party ends up then we go to the break and then it goes to the backstage where Jeff's in the trainer's room and Sammy just comes into the room like a, a brace of little shit and goes Jeff do you need some fluids I heard you're dehydrated Jeff Hardy gets up and starts battering. Right. So he was he was in pain at the end of his match, right? It's this hobbling along again, and then he's perfectly fine. So he basically crawls off, got sore ribs or a sore stomach or whatever it was he was on the ramp, and then it's just because of dehydration he's got sore ribs and a sore stomach, or I don't know what his injury I, was, but it. Well, they said he collapsed because of dehydration. I think they're going down the whole Jeff was hungover. That's what drugs do to you, mate. 
Yeah, That's what I drugs think, do. They I think, dehydrate I think you. That, I think they're going for the whole Jeff's falling off the wagon again. Which, yeah. <laughs> again. Right. So I'll bring this up here. So like it, it, this, this obviously they're going with the substance abuse angle potentially. Um, potentially that. They didn't make out. We've just made it out. Also, that that's what they said. Go back that quick to AEW. They put the pushing quite hard on the hangman's a drunk. Yeah. Angle. Now, obviously, knowing that a lot of wrestlers and former wrestlers struggle with substance abuse issues, this makes me a little, just a little bit uncomfortable. Like when they start bringing stuff like this into real storylines. Hey, Jake the Snake yeah. Roberts is there on AEW, so it's fine. He said it's okay, so it's fine. He's, he said it's okay, so I'm, it's fine. I'm Matt Hardy as well. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is the king of people with substance abuse. If he said it's fine. Exactly. Then, you know. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, back to that. Jeff just batters Sammy. Um, and then we go to the Lucha House Party. At this point, it probably be in the race to ten minutes. It's quite fitting that we we had a massive segue before we started talking on the match because because WWE had a massive segue before they actually started the match. Yeah, waiting for Cesaro and Shinsuke to come out. Who were on the way to the ring again, like well before this. Um, I've put here. Um, no, I haven't wrote it. Nakamura comes down with a jacket that looks like a cape, and it's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, Cesaro and Metal start the match. Kalisto tags in. He's being paid. I, I still don't know how I feel about this whole Raw and SmackDown tag titles against each other. I think they should unify the belts, especially after last. Especially after last week when they says like we can't wait till Survivor Series. I, but you're probably not going to be champs by then. But unless, anyway, unless they it's like unless they unify the belts um, and then have a re- the rematch of the Survivor Series. Uh, no, we don't need to see. Let's don't be you, honest, Street Aaron, Profits are pretty naff in the ring. Don't you want? Let's be honest. Your says Ford's awesome. Ford's <laughs> a shit. Ford's <laughs> boss. Uh, don't you want eight weeks of build of Cesaro and, Sh- Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the Street Profits? Because I do. Honestly, no. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, me either. Um, Street Profits are a shite private party. <laughs> I think uh, if Troy was here right now, he'd be, oh, he'd be kicking I'd, I'd have a gun to my head and hang. He would be going <laughs> mental at you right now. Anyway, back to the match. Troy, 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 this is what you get for not being here, you belly. <laughs> hey, Troy, Troy, Troy's climbing a mountain right now. That's impressive. Um, I, I couldn't climb a fucking mountain. I'm a lazy bastard. Um, so anyway, Cesaro and Meta League start the match. Kalisto tags in being Billy Big Bollocks. He bl- I'm pretty sure he blind tags in. Um, champs are dominating now. Street Profit show on the screen, and they've just got like Adam Rose's rosebuds in the fucking room partying with them. That's a deep cut. Um, oh. And then Cesaro roll is rolled up by Kalisto, and then they go, they're going mad. Kalisto's acting like he he won it for the team. Um, and then we see Bailey walking backstage. Hold up, what? Kalisto and Lucha House Party go partying with the street products afterwards. Lucha, Lucha. Oh, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I watched the full episode. I was it wasn't to just that. the highlights. So, <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, I've ruined it. <laughs> just like Dolph Ziggler ruins it for everyone. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just because just Troy's not here doesn't mean you have to take over. I, right? I do it anyway. Um, 
I'm with Troy on the Dolph Ziggler. It's alright. Fucking boring. I, I, can, I can argue with just one year's out of time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we see Bailey walking backstage, kind of like dragging the chair that she like murdered Sasha with. And they say she's going to talk after the break. Then after the break, the Lucha House Party come into um, into the room of the Street Profits. Kalisto, doesn't he like pour champagne all over himself? A little bit of the bubbly. Like, yeah, and he's he's like proper like pumped. He's like, yeah, I won it. And then the tea again, Lucha House Party like, what? Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't give a fuck about Lucha House Party. I like Lindsay no, Dorado. Because he was good on the Indies, and I don't Before, care about the other uh, Chikara alumni. Yeah, man. Alongside, um, alongside Johnny Gargano. See, this is what this podcast is good for. We all have different tastes. We have little deep, we have little deep <laughs> cuts we bring up. Chikara to Impact to WCPW to Lucha Underground. <laughs> you get a bit of everything. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's yeah. Like, uh, a little bit of everything. It's like a variety show, um, which it's funny because we talk about that more than we do the actual show we review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I bet John Moxley's never taken a bump of the cupcake sprinkles and sold it like it with thumbtacks. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can tell the difference when we talk about AEW and then SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. I, to be fair, I don't mind. I don't mind SmackDown the last couple of weeks. It's just been a bit weird. Um, oh. Anyway, so back. Back from that weird Back, back to the thing. nonsense. <laughs> uh, Bailey Bailey comes out with the chair she made at Sasha with. She's like full Tommaso Ciampa after he killed Johnny Gargano. Um, oh dear. So she sat in the chair um, and she said the reason she did it was because she was using Sasha. Sasha needed Bailey to get where she got to so she could win both her belts. But then, ba- but then she lost the um, go on. Right, so are we meant to feel sorry for Banks? Because I don't know. We've watched for years Banks fuck over Bailey. So why should yeah. we feel sorry for Bailey when she turns on her? When when she literally says before, she, like during that promo, going, "Oh yeah, I turned on you because I was waiting on you turning on me." Yeah. Why would well, why that, would we feel whole... sorry for Banks? I don't fuck think Banks. I don't think I don't think they will. I think they're just gonna kind of like do the whole she's going to come back and like want revenge thing and everyone's like yeah I want to see her kill Bailey. Bailey I, 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 no. I, I'm standing by my claim last week that I think Sasha Banks is going to come back and win the Rumble Um, so she's not going to show up until the Rumble I'm pretty sure I argued yeah. this point last time too yeah so that gives us four months of Bailey being an absolute bitch which it's long game booking it's WWE stop James it's WWE <laughs> They're not going to long-term book it. They do long-term book. No, they, they do don't. long book it, but this whole storyline. The, the only reason they, they do it is the when it's just by luck. Ages. The only reason they do it is just by luck when it happens. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> look, look at The Undertaker's WrestleMania record. They didn't consider it a record until like 2004 or something. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. So, yeah, um, anyway, Bailey, um, Bailey says Sasha's useless to her now, and that's why she... Murdered her with a steel chair. Um, as Fuck Bailey Sasha Banks. Out, <laughs> yeah. As um, as Bailey's walking out, Nikki Cross enters for the next match, and Bailey just batters her with the chair, and then Alexa comes down and checks on her. Um, and then after the break, we've got 
Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina in a fatal four-way. In a, in a karaoke showdown. <laughs> in a cosplay match. Um, because, yeah, why not? Um, this is a number no, one contenders match, right? Eight. Huh? It's a number one contenders match. It is. Yeah, yes, thanks, for, for, a, for a championship classic, opportunity. Classic thanks for, champions. Thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for clearing that one off for us, man. <laughs> just, just, just get Ben on more often. We'll just keep Troy out. He, he can be in charge now. Um, so we have Alexa checking on Nikki, and then Lacey comes out, takes a, takes a skirt off and throws at Nikki. Yeah, so... During this match, Alexa Bliss was kind of fighting a bit more aggressive than normal, which obviously plays into the whole, the whole like Bray Wyatt thing that she's got going on. Um, Can I ask a question? Does anyone remember what glove she got deep throated by? The hair heel ones. The heel ones. Oh, which which one? Um, yeah, I think it was hair. Was that the heart one? Yeah. I can't remember. I'll have to. I'll go. I'll go back and watch it, and I'll um. For next let you know, week, clarify next, it. Aye. On next week's, I'll make it. I'll make a note of it. Yeah. When I get round to watching it, um, at some point when I've got nothing else to do, um. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so she fights off uh, Tamina and Lacey, and then Tamina just like clotheslines and throws out the ring, um. Lacey does a headstand on like the top rope, like um, <laughs> Nigel McGuinness used to do when he'd like be coming down to do the clothesline. And um, Tamina just boots her in the stomach. It was fucking rough looking. Uh, Nikki comes back in, fights off Tamina, throws Bliss onto Lacey and Tamina, and then crossbodies them on the outside. And then Michael Cole, the king of foreshadowing, goes, Well, Alexa Bliss hasn't it? looked like she's uh, shown much effects from the theme this week. Literally, as soon as he finishes that <laughs> sentence, oh. Alexa Bliss hits Sister Abigail and Nikki on the outside it, and walks off. It's like um, our hair, our hair has literally got dreads in it. Like, how can you just yeah. act like everything's okay? Well, no, it was, <laughs> it was the fact that he'd not, he'd not addressed it at all during the match, and then he said, "Well, Alexa seems fine." And then, as soon as he finishes that fucking sentence and mentions the fiend. Alexa hits the uh, sister Abigail. I was like, oh, there we go. Never mind. Um, He's a fucking twat, honestly. Useless commentator. Uh, and then go to a break. And then when they get back from the break, they go, oh, during the break, Alexa uh, walked out in a trance and show replay. It's like, why didn't you just have to do that and then go to the break? Um, and then literally, I, I had a few stream problems with this, um, uh, like the end of the match. Basically, uh, the heels did double team and. Um, Nikki, the end of bike kind of falling out. Nikki rolls up to me and wins. Um, no, Nikki cross. I'm in. I'm enjoying the new finisher because it's better than just a normal swinging netbreaker. Because that was our old finisher. It was just a normal swinging netbreaker. Oh, but the, the one that's just kind of like a reverse crossroads. Yeah, but the fact the fact she puts it on, she puts them on the ropes and then does it. It's a lot. Mm. It look. It looks a lot she, more she, pleasing. She used to do it like that in NXT, didn't she? Yeah, that was her old finisher before. I I don't know mm. when she yeah. was with she Alexa did. Bliss. I'm assuming Alexa Bliss always finished matches for them. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah. yeah, she um, she didn't use that tonight. She won by a roll. Um, but yeah, I I agree. Um, 
I mean, she did Next hit it. She hit, she, hit, she hit the net break oh, one she? off yeah, the yeah. ropes, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a finish. I'm sure no, it was. Yeah, so it's a, no, the, the, no that was, break, was a... Tamina breaks that, up the cover and then goes no, to Simone Dropper and then she rolls her up. Yeah. Tamina breaks up the cover when the ref doesn't even count it and you just see Tamina flying across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's doing something. Yeah. The referee isn't the referee, WWE. Fucking shocking, aren't they? Oh, honestly. And this, this is the company that sacked Mike Tudor. Yep. And now look at him. Now look at him. Now he's all elite. Aye. Uh, he's elite recognised yeah. elite. Uh, the, the, pe- the people who are coming to listen to us talk about SmackDown are going to be calling us fucking AW Marks. Yeah, man, I get, I, mean, so, to- I, I get my check from Tony Khan every week. It's great. I, I already get called an AW Mark, so it's fine. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Do your work. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, heavy machinery, they enter. Uh, again, another thing where they have an entrance and then they do all the shit and then they go back to the match. Um then we get a promo for a mystery woman getting like dressed. It's definitely Carmella. It's got to be. It looks exactly it like look, Carmella. It looked like it. Who, who did I say I thought it was? Eva uh, Marie. No, because it was blonde hair. Oh, no. Didn't you say it was Dana Brooke? There was me- I didn't say it was. There was mention of it being Dana Brooke. You, you, you texted me last night saying, is it Dana? And I, I replied, Brooke or Warrior, and you never got back to me. Me? Um, you. Oh, I, I I was sleeping by then, mate. <laughs> I was steaming. I was in my bed. <laughs> eh, there was a name I had in my head when I seen it this morning. I can't remember what I said though. I I, I think it's Carmella. Um, it looked, the obvious the obvious shout is Carmella. Yes. It's interesting if they're rebranding it to Carmelina. Um, Carmelina. What are oh, the yeah. biggest hot shot in Scarlet Bordeaux up to the main roster? Tessa Blanchard dyed her hair. She's got... Has she actually? No. No. I'm No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not. I, I, hope, I hope she doesn't show up in WWE. I can't stand her. She's a boss wrestler, but she's an asshole. She um, had her first match this weekend, too, against Kylie Ray, of all people. Hmm. Interesting. Ah. Um, yeah, so after the break, we go to Otis versus, versus John Morrison. Ugh, I'm so sick of this already. It's been two weeks right. and I'm sick of it. Poor Tucky, where the fucking screens are showing Otis. They're both coming out to the heavy machinery music, and it just says Otis. Yeah. I Disrespectful. Does Vince McMahon... on Otis. Did Vince McMahon mm. not watch that Elimination Chamber match with the tag team where Tucky went flying through a thing? <laughs> and all Otis did was just shake the rope. Exactly. As Tucky's doing his Sorry. big dive. He, he didn't he even it. pick up Tucky. Exactly. He'd done that one dive in the whole fucking match. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically last week they did the bait and switch where uh, Morrison took the money in the bank briefcase. Otis had it in his lunchbox. Uh, now it's on now it's on shop.com Otis comes out with the lunchbox um, Morrison um, Miz, Miz distracts Otis Morrison throws the lunchbox to Miz Otis hits his finisher I just wrote fuck this um, get your shitey look I'm pretty sure we went for breakfast while this was on like, I, yeah. I love I Johnny Drip Drip I love him to bits he's just like 
he's part of the whole yeah. Michael um, Ziegler law. And then basically, you were like, oh, Otis, Otis wins uh, after the break. Uh, you see Coker freaking out, and Otis like, don't worry. And he's got the brief. Is this right? This didn't make sense to me. He had the briefcase. He opens it up, and there's another lunchbox inside with the contract in. And it's like, well, he didn't have the fucking briefcase to start with. But how did that happen? Um, Morris Miz opens the lunchbox, and there's like a half-eaten apple in there. Um, yeah, that would go rotten instantly. Yeah, because you know, fucking, <laughs> because Otis is fat and he likes food. That's basically the fucking storyline. Why do they really like apples then? Well. Is that like a half, like a half eaten steak or something? Just like, yeah. like... Ba- basically, is is half an apple was one bite. Didn't like it, so he went fuck this and just decided to get a chocolate bar. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm sick of this shit. I want them to take the money in the bank off Otis and put it on someone good. At this point, I mean, I I, I like Otis. Don't get me wrong. I know. I was. I was fairly negative when they're only the bank on him because I foresaw this exact problem is they're going to get six months down the line and they'll have nothing to do with it like they weren't they're in a, they're in a corner now like oh this has got money in the bank yeah. they obviously don't want him in the main event Ben if you're a big Otis fan do you see him as WWE champion or universal champion like, oh absolutely seriously yeah, I think, no absolutely not no <laughs> no I agree no absolutely ah, not I- He's he's he's, he's a he's a good vet. He's, you know he, he deserves. He, he's, he's a good baby face. He got his likable. He got his mania moments this year, and he had his big thing with Mandy, and that was cool. He's a Toro Yano of WWE. Yeah, he's they've, they've, yeah. They've, booked, they've booked themselves to a corner by having him as money in the bank, and they, they need to just. Yeah. It's just it's just Vince liking something and being impulsive and going, oh yeah, let's give it to this guy, and then not knowing what to do with it after that. Yeah. Um, Please. <laughs> Big sweaty man. Um, oh. <laughs> right. Then after that, we go to the Firefly Funhouse. Um, Braden teasing that he was going to introduce a new puppet all week. Um, he has a box on a table and he says it, it contains Pasquale, the persevering parrot. He opens the box. It's dead in the box. And then he says, I should have drilled some holes into the box. Top, uh, then, uh, top Monty Python reference there. So... Yeah. Do you know when I said we went for breakfast? After, you missed like, that. During the, we totally missed that and we were questioning ourselves. Like, what, sake, was, Aaron. What, what was in the middle? Because it was that long a gap. Yeah. I fucking um, missed a new character. Yeah. Well, we're getting to that now. So oh! anyway, the, the uh, Vince McMahon puppet comes in and he says, he basically berates Bray and he goes, he goes, you know, you lost the universal title. You've just lost this puppet. Um, like, you can't handle the Firefly Funhouse on your own. I'm going to have to get you. He says someone to kind of, like, look after his affairs in the Firefly Funhouse. A special advisor, if you will. Yeah, a special advisor. That's it. Thanks, Ben. Um, and he introduces Wobbly Walrus, which is a walrus puppet made to look like Paul Heyman. So I'd assume this was it because... WWE yeah. sort of gave away that they got um, copyright. They, they, they trademarked our, it like a couple of days earlier, didn't they? they? They trademarked on the Monday or something, like Wobbly Walrus. Yeah. So it was like, right, okay, so that's going to be a new character. So, but what yeah. is it? it? It's basically a walrus made to look like Paul Heyman. And it cut, it cut a subtitled because you couldn't understand it because it was brave. Basically talking like this. Uh, it, so it was subtitled and it was like, 
ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wobbly Walrus. And, I, um, <laughs> and it did like a Heyman promo. And then you see Bray looking really confused between the two. Looks between like Wobbly uh, Wal- Walrus. As and soon it, as oh, this podcast is done, we're going to have to watch it. It, uh, it had... It had some, um, it had like proper like trumpet, like trumpet music, like fat person walking like <laughs> as it was walking. It was fucking great. Um, and then it goes to the Vince puppet and it goes, such good shit. And then Bray's just like, yowie, wowie. It's, it was great. I, I love this. Um, I, I would have been happy if SmackDown had have ended on that revelation. But it wow. didn't. But no, we have a match. We do. We have um, the main events. Um, Sheamus and Corbin versus Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Um, but I I literally wrote like a fucking sentence here. Um, I I didn't really get to watch much of the match because of that shit going on here. Um, uh, you about so before the podcast. Off, um, off my head, basically, Jey Uso would come out. It would be a case of it was SummerSlam all over again, where Roman Reigns just doesn't show up. Uh, Jey Uso. Oh, sorry, payback. I mean, Three it's not the ten. same Come thing. On. Three out of ten, it's not the fucking same, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Anyway, um, aye, so basically it's a two-on-one the whole match. Jairus puts on a good fucking match on his own against two folk. And then at the end of the match, Roman Reigns shows up. And it would be a case of like... So the finish was Jairus would go for the frog splash or the Uso Splash, whatever he calls it. And then whilst he's on the turnbuckle to do it, Roman Reigns does a slight, not even like a slap, he literally touches him, and then the ref goes, it's a clap, it's yeah. a tap. It, it, he's tagged in. So then Uso would hit a splash, go for the pin, and then Roman Reigns would be in the corner, and then he would do like a head shrug, like, out the ring, come on, get the fuck out. Yeah. And then he would hit the spear, one, two, three. So all he'd done was yeah. come out... Got a tag and got a spear. And right. then after the match, they had um, Jay holding Roman's arm up on the on the ramp at the end, and Roman looked really upset that he that he'd even touch him. The arm that's holding the belt as well. Yeah, it says, yeah. Well, it, says, it, says on, it says on the report as well. Jay looked suspiciously at Reigns. Yeah, because yeah. he it was because the look Reigns gave him. It was very like the fuck you doing, and then Jay's like. Mate, we just won the match. Well, when when um <laughs> when they were doing the promo on the start as well, I forgot to I forgot to uh, write this down. I've just remembered it when uh, when we were talking about it. Uh, Roman's like, "Don't look at the belt, look at me." When like uh, he's cutting the promo, uh, so yeah, it's just a, just Roman like outraged that anyone would look at his belt. He says he he basically as well in the promo. I, I've just remembered it all for some reason. I didn't write it down. Um, right, spiel time. Fucking Roman Reigns, right? Oh, Christ, there we go. Everyone goes on about Brock Lesnar, shows up like once every three months, doesn't do anything. Roman Reigns showed up at SummerSlam, just fucking attacked. And then Payback, he's meant to be in a triple threat match, doesn't he sign, is in the very last two minutes of the pay-per-view. And then on SmackDown, he does a, it sh- a shite. Everyone goes on about Brock Lesnar. Is that Brock Lesnar's well, got the mainstream appeal? Roman Reigns doesn't it? Hey, he Roman Reigns was in Hobson Shaw. You fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns doesn't he? Doesn't have a he single spoken line in Hobson Shaw, but he's in Hobson Shaw. <laughs> he does speak in it, doesn't he? 
No, he just looks at the rock a couple of times and does that Roman Reigns face. Believe that. <laughs> Brock Lesnar gets away with it. I mean, like, Reigns' Reigns's whole gimmick is like I, show up and win, isn't it? That's just like thing at the moment. Yeah, like I, I think I think that's kind of like the point of the gimmick. I think it's. Hey, Shane. It, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I never said it was good. It's different. Um, because it is almost like art imitating life in the sense that he's basically he's gaining the heat because he's doing what Brock would do and everyone hates it, but he's there every week. It's different because Brock Lesnar isn't there. It's different because Brock wouldn't show up week in, week out. <laughs> Re- remember, remember when he shown up three weeks on the bounce earlier in the year and everyone was fucking horrified. <laughs> like, Brock's shown up, oh my God. It's going to be boss oh, when like, yeah. Brock comes back and they have a feud and the feud is just like them showing up at different pay-per-views and never actually meet each other. Well, like, that's, a show it is, um, that's a show is um, Mania, maybe, is Lesnar versus Reigns. Nah. Now, if no, that's it'll, a it'll, thing... It'll be the first time they've been in the same building since like the last Mania time. Mania is going to I be want his... Big E versus Roman. Shut up. Get Big E in the bin. Get Big E in the bin. He no-showed me. He's shite. <laughs> How dare you? You say Dolph Ziggler's the best fucking wrestler in WWE, and then and then you you say that nonsense about WWE. How dare you? Oh, by the way, I've been uh, I've, I've been crunching the numbers on the in-ring action times for both the shows we've just talked about. So yeah, you said you said that AEW had a a low amount of wrestling this week. AEW yeah. had forty minutes of in-ring wrestling, and SmackDown had twenty. <gasps> That's low for AEW, though. To be fair, forty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, let's let's put a bow on this anyway. Um, so, thanks for listening, guys. Um, really appreciate the support we got. Um, ben, cheers for filling in for Troy this no, week, mate. Thanks, thanks um, for having me. We will have you back, no doubt, soon to talk about your actual brewery. If everyone thoroughly enjoys this, then we'll just kick Troy off and just get Ben in every time. <laughs> 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 oh, we'll get, we'll get. We'll, we, to be fair, we could get Ben in for the AEW review because Troy's easily, yeah, definitely. The cat could be um, the Kalisto of um of the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> you could be the Roman Reigns of the podcast. You show up, just you're in like one. Show um, up and okay. AEW and win. Yeah, show up and win. Um, can, can you start arguing with me since when Troy's not here? <laughs> just uh, keep it going. <laughs> uh, keep the dy- the dynamic going. Um, yeah, Ben, do you want to um, do you want to do a little plug for the brewery while we've got you? Yeah, um, yeah, well, I'm here. Um, so I, if, if people don't know, I am the owner and head brewer of Top Rope Brewing. We are a Liverpool-based microbrewery, and we make wrestling-themed craft beers. And if that sounds like uh, a thing you would enjoy, you can go to topropebrewing.com where you can buy them for home delivery. Um, if you would like to do that, Aaron's been drinking a few while we've been uh, recording. He's been enjoying a few of those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go and check them out. I'm gonna have to order a full box of Cold Stone Cream Austin because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, if, so, if, you like, if you like hilarious beer names yeah. like Cold Stone Cream Austin and amongst others, then please do check us out. Papa Mango. <laughs> we we usually uh, drink it during the podcast. That's usually the uh, poison of choice for the three of us. Um, have a hat also. He does. It, yeah. it looks very dapper. I saw you put it on before, but it was it, it wasn't yeah. sitting over your headphones. So you had to take it off. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, check them out. Um, doing really good work beer wise um, and wrestling wise. Um, we will be having Ben and Neil from Top Rope on a, a future podcast to fully discuss what they do, uh, 
the naming process, who come up with the idea for Papa Mango. Um, <laughs> again, thanks for listening, guys. Um, make sure you check out Top Row Brewing because they're brilliant. And we will speak to you all next week. Yeah, does go tits. <laughs> <laughs>